0: Hey,
1: welcome to the podcast. This is part three of three of my interview with Mike Kai, my really good friend and son of the faith who pastors Inspire Church in Hawaii. It actually started out as a Hope Chapel. Uh, he's grown it immensely. Wonderful things have happened. Enjoy this.
0: I remember the day that the, the, the church name changed. Can we talk about that? you want to go there?
1: Um, yeah, talk real briefly about that because I want you to end up talking about how you've responded to COVID and, and the incredible things that are happening because there's a lot of people that are a little nervous about using technology. And I mean, you're hyper using technology, it's wonderful. But do talk a little bit about the name change because I think people don't <clears throat> understand that. I, I yeah. think it's a God thing. I'm thrilled that you did it, thrilled that the way that you did it, I felt honored in our conversation that day at Starbucks. Uh, let's just take us into that a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, I never would have. Um, If there was anybody that was cut Hope Chapel blood, it was me and Lisa. Lisa and I considered ourselves um, spiritual sons and daughters of yours before I even knew the terminology. Nobody gave language to it because we didn't come from that stream. Um, We just felt like we were Hope Chapel, Ralph and Ruby, and this was who we were. Uh, We wrote the name in Hawaii, and I remember that I had a dream for my conference. It was one of my first conferences. and I woke up, and I couldn't believe it. I looked at Lisa. I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, we... I had a dream that we changed our name and Lisa was more loyal to you than I was. I was I'm loyal to you, but Lisa was like Ralph's daughter. And she goes, no, we're not changing the name. I said, relax girl. Okay, I'm just saying I had a dream. She was not, we're not changing the name. I'm like, all right, we're not changing the name. Well, I walk into the building and a guy comes up to me who's a friend of mine. He looks at my, the name of the church and he's walking into the conference and he goes, I gotta talk to you. I go, what? He goes, I just heard the Holy Spirit say that the name is different from the vision it's just different. I'm like, oh, don't say anything to anybody. I said, don't say anything. Cause if this gets out, I don't want to ruffle feathers. No, I got a conference to run. I go, but thank you. The conference is done. The speaker says, we're having lunch. And he's goes, you ever thought about changing your name? You go, nope, nope, don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. He goes, no, I'm just wondering because how many hope chapels you guys got in Hawaii? I said, we got a lot. He goes, is there a problem if you move into another city that's already got a hope chapel? I said, I've already had a problem. He goes, well, you might want to consider it. I'm like, okay. Cause I had, I had a problem going yeah. into another town and the, and the guy was upset with me. Um, and then, uh, th- two years later, I shrug it off. I shrug it off. I shrug it off. And then finally a consultant comes to me and he goes, I love everything that you do. He goes, I just want to ask you, have you ever considered changing your name? I go, who talked to you? Did one of my staff talked to you? He goes, no, nobody talked to me about it. I go, why? Tell me why. Cause I was tired of hearing it, Ralph and he goes because i google you hope chapel mike i hope chapel hope chapel hawaii you don't even come up on page 1 mike your church doesn't even show up on google on page 1 you're on page 3 i go new hope chapel you're not even on the screen i'm like okay now we got a problem people are having a hard time finding us and i want to be the first church they look for on this side and so that's where i seriously began thinking We need a new name. And the Lord gave us a name. And I remember that I needed to talk to you and I didn't want to talk to you because I didn't want to. I didn't know if I would hurt, you know, your feelings. I didn't want anybody to see this as rebellion because I was already hybrid chapel anyway, right? Mm -hmm. And so I I asked you to coffee and I brought Lisa because Lisa's the secret weapon. And I brought her because I didn't know how you're going to take it. And I just said, Ralph, I had a dream. I want to change the name. I want to honor you. If you say no, I won't do it, and it's okay, and then you stop me. And you said, stop, stop. You go, change, change the name. You leaned in like you do, change the name. Nothing would make me prouder than to give birth to a movement. I go, Ralph, I'm not a movement yet. But So far, he goes, nope, you will be. You said, churches plant churches, and movements plant movements, and you're going to be a movement one day and i walked out feeling so validated that this new name inspire was more than a brand it wasn't a brand it's it, it i didn't realize it was greek it's theos numa the breath of god shows up all over the, the old testament and new testament and that's why we named our church inspire and that's what you did and the name has helped us yeah. so much globally with the relationships that we have. I never thought I'd be in green rooms. I've been in preaching on platforms. I never thought I'd ever be invited to. Um, and then having the footprint globally that we have through the pandemic that, that we want to talk about.
1: Yeah. Tell us about that. Tell us. Um, I mean, you guys are in, I, I remember going on your website, trying to show somebody else. And, uh, and here I see service times. I think you run a lot, like four services a weekend. It's really one sermon. I saw service times in Sydney and Tokyo and London and Dubai and all this. And I think now it, it looks like 24 time zones. Uh, talk, talk about that. You're and and I don't normally ask for numbers, but give us numbers. You're talking. You're touching a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, um, you know God has been amazing in this process. I have an incredible team. We are only here because of the team. And then at the same time, we stand on the shoulders of giants. So when COVID hit, I already saw it coming in Asia. And I saw a couple of pastors who are my friends in Singapore and in Jakarta. And they were already on the cutting edge, the leading edge of everything. And I started reading all of their stuff. And then I called a guy named Ashley Evans, who pastors in Atlanta, who's got a massive church organization in Australia. And I just started picking everybody's brains. And I told told my staff, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Get ready to flip the switch, get ready to flip it. And so what happened was we decided that, remember Tom, you made us read Thomas Friedman, the world is flat my last year that I was with you. Yeah. And so true. Um, We decided that we would go for it, that we've got this, you know, when Elijah was dying he called in the king and he told the king, grab the arrows, grab the arrows on the side of my bed he goes, "Okay, take the arrows, strike it, okay, take that arrow, and shoot it and he goes, "If you struck it more than three times, you would have had victory now you 're only going to defeat them once if you'd, you shot your arrow more accurately rather than haphazardly, you would have hit your target i 'm basically paraphrasing, and we decided that we would we would we would we would strike the arrow hard and often, and so We believed that um, there were parts of the world that needed the message because of the pandemic was the worst. So we went into Italy and we shot it on. We made it available in Italy in Portugal in Spain that they were getting hit very, very hard. We did it in Great Britain, but Great Britain cooled off quite quickly. Um, We went to 24 time zones. Then recently, in six months, we've shrunk it to what was the best time zones. Like everybody, everybody spiked. We went to fifty to 60,000 people online in the first three weekends. We don't care how long they were engaging. We were just excited that somebody found us. Um, we weren't, I wasn't going to let any uh, cold water get thrown on my numbers. I just like, hey, we're doing it. Yeah, how long? They engage? I don't care. Let's keep their engagement the best that we can. And so we've changed. We've learned from other people. And then, of course, it dipped before Easter, Easter, boom, back up to 50, 60,000. Excited about that. And, of course, just like your summer numbers and people are getting comfortable as countries opened up and cities opened up and people were able to do what they wanted to do. And then we, we, we dropped down. We ended up hovering at about 25,000 now. So I just got done talking to a friend who's a consultant who works with churches just our size if not and, and bigger. And I know I know these churches he works with. And he goes, Mike, there are churches that have actually gone all the way back, all the way back to their previous engagement. He goes, you guys have actually held the largest engagement we've seen. So I'm making my numbers public. Um, so we've got 20 to 25,000 people. But the good news is, Ralph, 10,000 of those people are in Hawaii. Wow. 10,000 are engaged online in Hawaii. So 15,000 global and 10,000 local. So we're also starting zoom groups or connect groups in different parts of the world. We're just going to do it. And, um, people are, people are church hopping technically now and that's fine. So if they're listening to Steven Furtick and they're listening to Craig Rochelle and they listen to me, I'm fine. I'm fine. If they get in somewhere else, but people are loyal. I know where their loyalty is at the end of the day, who's you and I are doing their funerals, right? You and I are marrying their, their, you know, their children and uh, baptizing their babies. So, that's what's been happening.
1: So tell tell us one last thing. We just got a couple minutes, but if, if I'm if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, man, I want to do this, but you you've kind of zeroed in now on some places in the world that are hot spots. So get, just tell us one place, maybe Italy, someplace, and then what do you do to connect with those people locally so that it's not just anybody anybody in Antarctica can watch this thing, but it's somebody in this <clears> location. <throat> How are you making that making yourself available to those people.
0: Well the chat rooms are always open and I think the engagement on the chat room all of our staff is now assigned to uh, to put 80% of our work effort into our online audience and 20% into our physical because we're only getting back an average of 25% of our average weekend attendance it doesn't require a 100% effort it requires 20% of your best effort. So we put 20% there And we put our staff 80% to the online audience. The online audience now is being engaged by staff members, but we also have people who serve, we call them on our dream team, and they serve for us in different parts of the United States because they still consider Inspire their home. Because of the pandemic, it's been hard to find a local church. So now they're still engaged with us and they're running in North Carolina, in Georgia, um, in California. They're running. They're, they're manning, they're manning the time zones while Hawaii is sleeping. While the staff is sleeping, we wake up, we take the next shift. And so even on Sunday, that's, that's prime time. And on Saturday is our prime time. And our last service is at 9 PM on Sunday night. Uh, First one is at 11 AM on Saturday morning. And so that's how we've done it. So we've done it through Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, even TikTok and we're until until that gets taken away and then we're even doing of course the the traditional church online platform that Craig Rochelle created.
1: Wow, that's wonderful. That's really exciting.
0: The hotspots, you said that right now we find a hotspot is um West Africa. And the West Africans speak more English and they are engaging so we started a Zoom group there. I just found out on Wednesday. <clears throat> so we're looking forward to seeing how that Oh, by the way, in our local Um, On Wednesday nights, Ralph, I I take the message because it's only 25 minutes. And the 25-minute message that I preach online, um, we still go pretty deep for most churches. But then on Wednesday, I take one point, and I call it Deep Dive Wednesday. And I take that one point, and I exegete that, and I spend another 20 to 25 minutes on that. And we get 700 to 1,000 IP addresses that are watching on Wednesday nights. So an IP address could represent two people, could represent four. Uh, it's like a car that pulls into your car- parking lot, right? You don't know if it's got one person or it's got a family van full of six people. So we don't know. We just count the IP address. So 700 to 1,000. And some of those are connect groups that, th- that they use at and who-, who connect on Wednesday nights on Zoom. And some of it is just people who are just getting fed on our deep dive Wednesday.
1: Wow, that's really good. Thank you so much. No, wait, you know what? I, 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 I've been... I meet all these guys in Exponential, and I try to, you know, be a hero maker. So I put them up on the podcast, and all of a sudden I realized, man, I've been doing this for six or eight months, and I haven't got a single Hope Chapel person in there. And so I, I got a guy named Jimmy Calhoun for three weeks, Zach Nazarian. I'm going to have you in there. I'm going to actually, I think, put my daughter in there. She preached last Sunday, and she ripped. Wow. And. Uh, <laughs> So I want to do, I want the exponential guys to have to pay attention a little bit more. And when they meet our guys, then it's, it's more than, you know, meeting Ralph and kind of take for granted. Uh, He's the old guy who used to do it. Now let's meet the fruit and see where it goes. And I think that it's, it's going to be, it is powerful. And um, I just thank you for our lifetime of friendship and for all that you folks mean to Ruby and I and, um, but thanks for taking time to do this. I know you're pretty
0: busy. Ralph, well, it's an honor. Uh, I appreciate the time that you gave me. I think I think you're gonna have to splice this into two. Uh, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm um, honored to be uh, your spiritual son. Um, you know, Paul said um, you don't have you, you you only have one father. You may have a lot of different people putting input into your life, but you really only have one father. And you're my spiritual father. Lisa and I are grateful for you. We are who we are because of you and Ruby. I hope we make you proud. We're going to continue to make you proud. And I thank Jesus that I got saved in your church and um, that you discipled me. It's been the best years of my life.
1: Thank you. You're a blessing. Man, This is going to go for two or three.
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmore.net.